Hey, howdy ho. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm producer Ash, and this is true. I'm joined tonight again by a very special guest, James McMillan from the Stateside Podcast. James, thank you for joining us. Well, hello there. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. It's a little toasty here in Oregon. It sure is. Yeah. Well, speaking of toasty, Mm. we were watching a movie the other day. Yeah. A BJ Novak movie. Right. It's great. It's called Vengeance. Great movie. And we heard a reference to Six Flags theme park and the origins of the name Six Flags over Texas. And I, for one, just assumed that it was just, that's just what it's called. Never questioned it. Right. Never knew what the hell it meant. And then we hear about this and I felt like an absolute idiot. Yeah. And and it deserved some follow-up and confirmation on our ends yep well let's talk about six flags let's do it the first six flags theme park opened in texas in august of 1961 located on 212 acres in arlington texas the park was the first to feature a log flume and mine rides Mm. and later the first 360 degree looping roller coaster tarnation modern parachute drop And a man-made River Rapids ride. Well, hot damn. Hot damn. The park also pioneered the concept of all-inclusive admission price. Because Mm -hmm. until then, separate entrance fees and individual ride tickets were the standard in theme parkery. Like at Disneyland. Yes. The park, which took a year and $10 million to build, was the brainchild of Texas real estate developer and oil man. This is such a great Texas name. So... Oil man, Angus Wynn Jr. (laughs) I mean, that's so like, hey, James, can you think of the name of an oil, a Texas oil man? Like what what kind of name would that be? That's it. Angus Wynn Jr. Amazing. He reminds me of the Blackheart guy from The Simpsons where he's he's like a Texas oil man and he wants to get Stampy the elephant because he wants the ivory. (laughs) And he's just like a caricature of Texas. Yeah, just a laughably large hat. (laughs) So that's what I'm picturing. Um, But Angus viewed it as a short-term way to make a buck from some vacant land before turning it into an industrial complex later on. Angus reportedly recouped his personal investment of $3.5 million within 18 months and changed his mind about the park's temporary status. Wow. The park became the Lone Star State's top for-profit tourist attraction. So one of Six Flags theme park's unique aspects was that it wasn't just a random collection of rides. It was developed around a theme, the history of Texas. I did not know this. Neither did I. The park's rides and attractions were grouped into six themed sections and represented the cultures of the six governments that have had control over the land Right. and enabled visitors to experience everything from cowboy culture to southern bells and pirates. Right. Right, right, right. Here's, here's where things get a little dicey, right? They, they'll get a little bit. Okay. It's, we're far enough removed from most of it, but I mean, if you go back far enough, everyone's getting upset. Originally, the park was going to be called Texas Under Six Flags, but it was decided that Texas should never be under anything. (laughs) So they put it over. (laughs) So Texas to do that. 
Six Flags Over Texas is the slogan used to describe the six sovereign countries that have had control over some or all of the current territory of the United States Ah, state of Texas. Right. Okay. This slogan has since been incorporated into shopping malls, theme parks, and other enterprises. The six flags fly in front of the state welcome centers on each of the state's various borders with other states. So what are the six flags? We're going to start in chronological order. First up is the Kingdom of Spain. Right. Which makes sense. Um, Starting in 1519, Spain actually flew two different flags over Texas. The original flag being a pair of lions and a pair of castles was the royal banner of Castile and Leon and can be, can be seen today on the floor of the rotunda at the Capitol building. That's because Texas was Mexico, right? Is that? Yeah, I mean, it was... In, in the 1500s, it certainly wasn't the Republic of Texas yet. No, 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 yeah. No, it was indigenous peoples. And then Spain showed up and planted that flag with lions and castles the second flag features horizontal stripes of red and gold with the classic arms of castile and leon and was adopted by king charles iii and used as the flag of spain until 1931 so spain actually only flew their flag over texas from 1519 to 1821 okay during that time from From 1685 to 1690, so five short years, they also flew the Kingdom of France. The simplified version of the royal banner of France was lifted by French nobleman René Robert Cavalier, who was attempting to establish a colony on the Texas coast. There was no official flag of France at the time of this exploration. And while the white flag sprinkled with gold fleur-de-lis has been adopted by many as the most likely design, several variations of the design are used in displays of the six flags to this day. Hmm. So other than those five short years, it's, it's all Spain until 1821 when Mexico gained independence from Spain. Right. And this became the Tex- uh, the Mexican Federal Republic. Got it. Okay. The region of Texas became the M- became Mexican territory. Right. The flag depicts an ancient legend in which the Aztecs were told by their gods to build a city where they could find an eagle on a cactus eating a serpent. The period during which Mexico's flag flew over Texas was one of great population growth for the area. It also spurred a series of historic battles that would eventually lead to the fourth and most familiar flag over Texas. So the Mexican Federal Republic was 1821 to 1836, because in 1836, the Republic of Texas had a victory over Mexico. They became their own republic. The design for the flag was a lengthy one. Uh, While the first Texas flag featured only one star, it's not the lone star that we've come to know and love today. Texas's first flag is known as, quote, the Burnett flag Mm. and consisted of a dark blue background with a single yellow star at the center. In 1839, three years after the Republic formed, the familiar red, white and blue Texas flag was adopted. When did they become part of the Union? So Texas became part of the Union in 1845. So this is during that Republic of Texas period. It's very confusing. Yeah. Republic of Texas is 1836 to 1861. 
1845, they become part of the Union, but they still are flying the Republic of Texas flag. That's right. And the next flag that we will cover is also during this time, and it is the Confederate States of America, 1861 to 1865. Yeah. So during the Civil War, Texas joined many of its southern neighbors in seceding from the Union and forming the Confederate States of America. The Confederacy went through three different flag designs in its short life, the first of which is referred to as the Stars and Bars design that features three alternating red and white horizontal stripes with a ring of white stars inside a blue rectangle in the upper left corner. But this design was deemed too similar to the United States flag, so they changed it. The two flags that followed were similar in design, featuring the Confederate battle flag in their layout. The battle flag of the Confederacy originated from the battle flag of the Army of Northern Virginia. Virginia. Virginia? Which was a red square with a blue X bordered with white and embellished with white stars. The last two flags of the Confederacy were white with the battle flag in the upper left corner. The second flag was called the Stainless Banner. And the third, which added a vertical red stripe, was called the Bloodstained Banner. I'm looking at it right now. It's crazy. It's literally called the Blood-Stained Banner. Yep. The Confederacy was never legally recognized by the United States and was considered dissolved in 1865. The last official flag to fly over Texas is, of course, the United States of America. The flag was officially flying over Texas 1845 to 1861 when the Confederacy took over. And then 1865 when the union was reformed until present day. Texas was inducted into the U.S. in 1845, like I said, and with the exception of the Civil War, um, it's been the U.S. ever since. But there are a few more. Um, There is a controversial potential seventh flag to include, that of the Republic of the Rio Grande, which was a short-lived secession in 1840. Jeez. The flag of the Republic of the Rio Grande has a red hoist with three stars run evenly along the hoist. The three stars represent the three states that seceded, Coelia, Nuevo León, and Tamaulipas. Among other controversies surrounding the six flags, there is also the glaring omission of native peoples that inhabited the lands for ages Mm. before, including the Comancheria, who had a legitimate empire in the region of New Mexico, West Texas, and surrounding areas. Yeah, but did they have the big Stetson hats? I don't think they did. You know, I don't know when the Stetson was invented, James. Yeah, actually, I don't think they're that old. Probably the 1800s, I would imagine. I'm going to look it up. I want a Stetson. The Stetson? Who boy. It was invented in 1865. Yeah. In Philadelphia. What? Yep. Ugh. John B. Stetson, a famous hat manufacturer from Philly, created the Boss of the Plains hat in 1865. I wonder how many Texans know that. I know. Because that's such a Texan hat. Yep. All right. Well, now that's pretty much everything you need to know about the six flags that fly over Texas. Yeah, we just thought that was so crazy in that movie. Yep. You know, like, because the way it was set up was like, you know, this flag represented that, and then there's this flag and, and from Spain and from France and this. And it's like, whoopsie daisy, the Confederacy flag. And, and it's, st- it's still there in it's a lot of there. places. It's still there. That's mm-hmm. why it's called six flags, to mm-hmm. represent all six flags, one of which including the confederate flag yeah i don't know 
let let's chew on that. How do you feel about it? I don't know. I'm just saying it's a thing. Chew on that that jerky, that pemmican. Chew on it. Give it a chew. Spit it out if you need. Ding. My sources for this episode were the San Jacinto Museum, Wikipedia, Washington Post, the Story of Texas.com, the Culture Trip.com, History.com, and the Statesman.com. Nice. Well, we need to end with a moral. Let's do it. I think my moral of the story today is to have a little bit more awareness of what things are called and maybe think about what they mean. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I thought Six Flags were. Just never questioned it. Never questioned it. Didn't Six Flags. It, well, it's just one of those things you hear a name over and over, a title or it's, something. It's Six Flags. That's it's what it six is. Flags. It's just, that's the, yeah. I don't think I even thought of it being Flags, Six Flags. It's literally the logo is six flags. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Or, you know, don't mess with Texas, but unless you're America or indigenous people. Sure. I guess so then everyone can mess with Texas. <laughs> also, the moral of the story is go see Vengeance because it's really good. Yeah, it is really good. Also, thanks for having me on the show. And if you want to listen to a podcast about music industry stuff, music industry business, uh, interviews with music managers, people from record labels, music producers, people in bands, etc. I do a podcast called The Stateside Podcast. Check it out. Thanks for joining, James. You're very, very welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs>